You're listening to Money Minded, your mortgage and real estate news podcast. I'm your host, Randy Vance, sitting across from the wordsmith herself, Mrs. Heather Lowry. Oh, hey. Longtime colleague and friend Matt Gilman from the Junipine Group at Windermere Real Estate is our guest today. He is going to tell us how best to prepare as both a seller and as a buyer in this market. The word of the day is gratitude. Today is November 4th, 2021. This is Money Minded. This is going to be a great episode, especially with gratitude. Well, I got to talk to you. I was going to do a last minute change on the word of the day. When I walked into the office today, I said, wow, it's very autumnal in here. Misty didn't know what I meant. (laughs) Christina didn't know what I meant. Tracy didn't know what I meant. Ian didn't know what I meant. Joey didn't know what I meant. Matthew over here also did not know what I meant. Please, you are the wordsmith. Tell me what does autumnal mean. Do you know what autumnal means? I can imagine it has something to do with autumn. Uh, Very good. You know what? At least you had a good guess. Well. Applause. Joey, can you insert those applause, please? Good job, Heather. (laughs) I feel so smart. Well, it's because you are. Root words. Yes. Latin language is fun. So Matt, Matthew, do you prefer Matt or Matthew? I, I prefer either. Either? He prefers Gilly. Gilly. Okay, either. You're a real Oki from Muskogee. Welcome to the show. Um, please do tell us, what is a Sooner? Well, um, thanks for having me. Randy. Sure, the sooner you tell us, and the Heather. sooner we can move on with the show. Well, this we're going to spend a couple minutes on because there's a lot of history that goes involved with the the, okay. s- the Sooners. Sure. Um, so, yes, um, big Oklahoma Sooners fan from Norman, Oklahoma. So... The land run of 1889, if I could take you back to then, there was a, a big cannon Please do. that was set up on the on the line, or so the legend says, and uh, there was a lot of unclaimed land in Oklahoma, and people were given the opportunity to stake their claim on that land, and when the cannon went off, all the people rushed to stake their claim and they found that people were already on some of the land so the people that went during the boom of the cannon were the boomers but the people who were already there were the sooners they got there sooner than the boomers so so is that why you hear the term boomer sooner that is correct yeah Wow. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. And in Oklahoma growing up, I don't know if they still do this. Um, it's a little less politically correct these days, as that's a big deal. But uh, we had 89er Day, where we would literally dress up as pioneers, and they would stake out the playground, and you would go rush out there, and yeah, you'd hang out. And It Did was 89er Day. That was a big deal. 89er Day. Mm-hmm. Did you actually enjoy living in Oklahoma? I, I did. I didn't know any different, and I was a happy child. So. It was okay. It, okay. Oklahoma is okay, as their license plate says. I'm not anti-Oklahoma <laughs> here. <laughs> okay. But, I mean, if they, if they had too. to give away the real estate, it, I mean, it, it can't be that great. Do they introduce it as the great state of Oklahoma? No. It's just no. Oklahoma. Like Oklahoma how- is okay. Oklahoma is okay. They didn't need a non-disclosure. It's just, it is what it is. So we were talking before the show, you know, we've known each other a really long time, but there's so much that we don't know about each other. Most (laughs) of the stuff we know has to do business related. Um, But tell us a few facts about Matt. Who were you before you got into real estate? 
Oh, I've been all over the place. I uh, I used to be a a kid in Oklahoma. Then I went away to school in New York City. I was a swimming coach. I I was a, a graduate student in Indiana. I was a tech marketing career person in corporate offices in Silicon Valley. And then I moved out here to Central Oregon with the idea that I would be an entrepreneur of uh, one that makes my own socks. Business which was a, socks. Yes. No, not they business socks. They are fabulous. And you yeah. better get Goten. Right yeah. now would be a great yeah. time for you to shout out. <laughs> well, uh, the, the Goten days are a little bit over now, but I do have some extra socks in my garage. And they do make nice closing gifts, but... Yeah, collectors I moved out items here now. As a, as a, you know, wanting to do that a little bit, but then I started getting into real estate, and I realized that um, one transaction, if you sell somebody a pair of socks, you can make, you know, five to seven dollars off it. But one house, a little bit better for uh, when you're trying to, you know, have a family and things like that. You know, providing. So you were making more money in the real estate business than the sock business. <clears throat> I yeah, I realized that. Yeah. I mean, wearing tall socks is something that is a tall order for a lot of people to understand. You know, it's like I'm trying to get people to change their fashion and, and get into something that maybe they're not into. Whereas everybody Nobody likes, likes to, to be told what to do. Right. There's not a lot of sock <laughs> podcasts, for instance, but there are real estate podcasts because people like to talk about real estate. People like to live real estate. People live let's just in rewrite. Let's like just socks. rewrite the show. We're talking about socks today. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, in that case, let me... Oh, look, see, oh, he is that. getting goat. Look, look at that. that. You can't see it, folks, my but favorite those are magnificent pair. socks. Those are amazing. This, my this favorite my, pair are yeah. the Charlie Browns. Yeah, you I Charlie, the Char- I've got Charlie some Charlie Browns. <gasps> They're great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, just, yeah. And they also, for someone who's you know fat and out of shape and, and getting into their twilight of their years, um, they also double as good compression socks. Randy's well. talking about not himself. Yeah, I'm definitely talking about <laughs> me. <laughs> he's you know, just doing an advertisement, and he's widening my audience out mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Broadening. they it are used... one of the best socks I've ever owned. And I knew Matt before we all hooked up. It's we were talking phenomenal. about that. Do you know how you and I met? Oh God, no! I think you came to the office at one point. No? Yes? No? I'm pointing at him. He's sitting right there. I think I helped bring you guys together. I, I felt like the the beautiful voices. Of Matthews both of are you Cupid. The, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Mm-hmm. And we've and been great work now. spouses ever since. Yeah. Fabulous. So you had mentioned earlier you were talking that you were a swimming coach. Did you ever? And you were one of the fastest swimmers I've ever seen with my own eyes. Did you ever try out for the Olympics or do any competitive swimming? Yeah, I swam competitively my whole life, and I still sort of do swim competitively as long as the competition is internal within myself. But, yeah, I swam through college, and I swam masters for many years. I coached the masters team in Redmond. So, uh, yeah, I am in the pool four times a week, so I still take it pretty seriously. We've got just a regular old okay shark with us today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, in Oklahoma, there's not a lot to do. So, you know, you, you know, I wasn't big enough to play football or basketball. So, so you found swimming. a pool. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. There you go. Can you teach a person with uh, a requirement for water wings? I have done that before. That's an adult. Yeah. 
I have, I have done that before. <laughs> Just As asking for a friend. Asking for a friend. Mm-hmm. Asking for a friend. So, so tell us, we're going into winter. Um, you know, this is typically the time when the market starts to slow down and we see things just sort of, you know, people have had a long, exciting summer and we're moving into autumn. Oh, is it autumnal? Fall. Sorry, we're moving into <laughs> fall. And explain explain what the market's doing. Like, is it even slow? Because I, I, I don't feel a massive slowdown in our business right yeah, now. Yeah, well, right now it's uh, anecdotally with my own business it is not slow uh there was a few weeks that were slower earlier in the year uh so um yeah right now i mean people are getting ready to hibernate here in central oregon Mm -hmm. so there is going to be a time and i generally think it's after thanksgiving that things really start to slow down but we have this period in between the labor day at the end of summer and Thanksgiving, where things actually pick up a little bit because people realize, okay, I'm finished having a great time for the summer, and I want to make sure that I'm warm for the winter. So what we start to see is a lot of people actually making decisions on things that maybe they hadn't, you know, they were just, oh, look at this house, this is fun, and maybe we could live here. Mm -hmm. But then it gets to be decision time about now before it gets too cold and you have to move in the snow. So that coupled along with the fact that a lot of people had listed over the summer when they think that that the business is heavier. We get in the summertime a lot more listings just on a weekly basis than we do right now. So we have less opportunities, less listings, and lots of people ready to make real decisions on buying. So it's actually quite competitive for houses that are uh, priced properly. Mm-hmm. So, so what can I expect as a seller in this type of market? Well, you want to think as a seller that this is not the time to try to test the market and try to get as much as you can plus 10% on what your realtor's comps say. You want to make sure that you have a good realtor that runs the numbers for you that shows you, hey, this is the price that we think we can get for your house. And you want to list smartly at that price. And not try to, like I say, you're not trying to test the market right now because we have that shorter buying season. So yeah. what I would expect is that if you price it correctly, especially in if you're talking in the you know, central Oregon normal price range right now, which is sort of in Redmond between four and five fifty and probably in Bend, you know, between five and seven. Mm-hmm. Price it properly, and you're going to see you're going to get showings. You're going to see you're going to get solid offers, and you're going to want to move with that, right. whatever you get. So what should I be prepared for as a buyer in this market then? Just flipping the other side of the coin. I mean, buyers uh, buyers always sort of have it difficult in, in this uh, environment. We've seen a very difficult environment for buyers for the last several, several months. I mean, if not years here, there's just... A multitude of people that continue to want to move here. So, um, at whatever price point you're at, you have to understand if you're looking around town at every home that's five hundred thousand, and you see one that you really like, that's probably going to be the one that everybody else likes. Also, so be prepared to be in a multiple offer situation. Be prepared to offer a little bit more than maybe you think, and be prepared to. Um, Make some concessions if that means, you know, hey, you, you know, just go into it with this idea that you're not the only person looking, right? And, and that, 
as much as you would like to think that you have the most unique taste there is, everybody likes to see a house that is priced properly, doesn't need any work done to it, uh, is light and bright, has a yard, you know, has a garage and all that kind of stuff. So just be prepared. So I've been saying this for the past couple of months, and it's no surprise that I have such great intuition. But would you agree that now, or at least this part of the year, is the best time for first-time homebuyers to get into the market? Well, I'd hate to disagree with you in anything, <laughs> Randy. I might not ever have you on the show again if you would. I want, I want another invite. So um, in all honesty, I feel like it's always a good time for a first-time homebuyer to get in the market. If a home is something that you can purchase and you feel like you're going to be in the same general location for a couple of years, mm -hmm. I don't understand why you would want to pay the astronomical rents that we have here in Central Oregon or really anywhere. I was a renter for the first 20 years of my adult life, and I mm -hmm. feel like there's no more debilitating thing to could have been <laughs> for my own personal development that I could have done. And moving out here to Oregon where at the time that I moved here and could afford a home, I felt like I was actually able to start a new life, it, so much so that it inspired me to become a realtor because I was like, what was I doing? Yeah. I paid probably a half a million dollars in rent in my lifetime, mm -hmm. and I could have been sitting on a pile of equity had I just been somewhere else. So, if, yeah, if, I mean, I do agree that at this time of year, yeah, if you can afford it, if you can be pre-approved, if whatever it is, if that means you live in a two-bedroom, one-bathroom house— the idea is that it's going to be good for you to be putting equity into your own pockets rather than into somebody else's. So, Who's your favorite lender? Um, Don't answer that. Don't answer it's a trick. that question. Okay, well, next question. Have... Random fact about Matthew. <laughs> Random fact about you. Don't answer that, that we question. Don't know. No, answer that question. Well, we want no, to get to know you. So this was something that you didn't know earlier today, but I did try to enlighten you on about myself is that I am – a politician here in the Redmond area. I didn't realize it at the time, but we were talking earlier about swimming. So in the town of Redmond, we have a pool that was built in 1979 that uh, was... The great year I was born. Mm. Wow, you're a youngster. Um, yeah, 1979, the town of Redmond had 6,500 people, and they built a pool for a town of 6,500 people. We have that same pool. We now service a community of over probably more than 50,000 people. So I, being a swimmer, showed up and was like, oh, my God, I've been in Silicon Valley where I was swimming in these amazing, beautiful pools every day, although I sat in traffic to get to them. <laughs> um, I, it was it was wonderful to be in those pools. I got out here and I was like, oh, my God, how are, how are we going to get a new pool built? And I just started talking to people. And then before I knew it, I was going to these Redmond area parks and rec district board meetings just as a interested citizen. And then before I knew it, somehow I was elected onto this budget committee. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, we have a director position opening up. And I'm like, okay, I can do that. And they're like, no, this is like something you have to run for. <laughs> and I was like, like, like a, on the ballot? Like, I mean, I wasn't even on student council when I was a kid. So, um, yeah, interestingly enough, I got on the ballot. I got elected. Um, and I'm now in my second term of that as the chair of the, of the Redmond Area Parks and Rec District. 
Do you know yeah. how many votes you got the first time you got elected? Um, Did it they tell was, you that? It was, yeah. I mean, was it a landslide? Well, the person I was running against didn't put a picture in, which I didn't either, or, and they didn't bother writing up anything. Hmm. Interesting. The first time I ran, they just, I don't know why they wanted, but yeah, I did have competition and I did win. I think I got 70% of the vote. So it's still 30% of the people would rather mm-hmm. there be somebody that mm-hmm. doesn't even write up a, uh, <laughs> anything for the ballot. The second time around, I did a little bit better. I felt like I knew what I was doing, and I actually knew that I was running for something. So it was like, excellent. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) that's good to know. Yeah, I did. uh, You know, I got through the gauntlet. So, well, on our next show, politically minded, uh, Uh we'll have you stick around and (laughs) talk about what it's like, right? I mean, I'm a politician, even though I didn't know it. Um, Well, thank you for sharing that random fact about yourself, Matthew. Mm, We really enjoy that. Um, what's the best way to get in touch with you and are you taking on new clients in between all of this time you spend as an elected official making the pools have time. in Redmond better? I always have time for new clients. The best way to contact me is cell phone. Look me up. Do, do, do I give my cell phone number here on this podcast? Only if you want to. Scandalous. Oh my gosh. Okay. I like it. Do it. It is 541. That's 541. 799. 799. Zero, 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 three. Three zeros and a number. Three. (laughs) Three zeros and a three. Mm -hmm. That is a great number. How do I not have that memorized? It's because I don't memorize phone numbers anymore. Nobody memorizes phone numbers anymore. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, thanks for joining us today, Matt. Uh, Please do stick around for the rest of the show if you like. Can I chime in if I want to? Anytime you want. And now for the word of the day. The word of the day is gratitude. But before we get to the word of the day, I wanted to make a last minute change and and just see if we could talk about the word autumnal a little bit. (laughs) When I walked into the office this morning, the decorations were up. There was a veritable cornucopia of autumnal decor, if you will. There was also a smell. Coming from the kitchen. That's right. Misty made breakfast for everyone. It was a nice autumnal (laughs) breakfast. Absolutely. Say it with me, Joey. I don't want to. Autumn. Autumn. No. No. Autumnal. Autumnal. Can you say it, Heather? Autumnal. Oh, fabulous. Matthew. I'm not going to attempt. Yeah. That's because you're from Oklahoma. I thought you were the only one who actually knew how to pronounce it. No, I was just giving a hard time. Yeah, autumnal. Well, let's talk. Autumnal. Let's talk about gratitude. Let's talk about what we're thankful for. Ready, Joey? Well, I am thankful for many things. I'm thankful for money minded chance to get to do this and hopefully spread love like peanut butter. Um, grateful for my family, and I am really grateful to live in Central Oregon. Truly, wow. I love this place. Wow. Heather, what are How you grateful for? Uh, can I Talk just about ditto? gratitude. Gratitude, I'm grateful for the people that are wonderful in my life. Mm. Family, friends, my work family, my extended family here at Money Minded, um, and just life itself. Oh, that's awesome. Beautiful. Beautiful. Matthew, what are you grateful for? Oh, friends and family, definitely. Both my kids had birthdays this week, so I'm always thankful to get through another year. I'm thankful that Oklahoma Sooners are 8-0 and at this point in the season. <laughs> and, 
And I'm thankful that is to definitely it. something to be grateful for. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, grateful. Excuse me. I went for thankful and grateful. Yeah. I'm just, uh, I have a lot of gratitude of, you know, being able to be out here, as I said earlier, you know, in a place where real estate was once affordable for normal people mm-hmm. and um, still sort of is compared to a lot of other places for the amount yeah. of amenities that we get with the outdoor life and the, and the nice people that still live here. Wow. You guys are all so very basic. What about you? <laughs> tell us, tell us about your complex yeah. greatness. I, well, you know, I am incredibly complex, as you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my princess T-shirt on today. Yes, you yes. do. I am, you know, I am really thankful that I get to, to do this kind of thing. Yeah. You know, in a world where the last year and a half things have been really rocky, right? Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of political things. There's been a lot of people dying. You know, I'm starting to realize my age now and, you know, people who are my age have, have died from COVID. And, you know, um, I, I'm now at the age where I've, I've seen friends of mine who have lost children. Right. And I'll just tell you, I'm just grateful for every day that I get. You know, I, I am grateful for my friends, for my family, um, you know, the opportunity to help people find their first home, their second home, their investment property, build their portfolio, yep. learn what wealth really means, you know. And for me, I feel like wealth means lack of worry. When you get to the point where you are, you're financially stable enough to where you just don't have to worry. Because there's so many of us, and I spent so much of my life spending time in financial worry. You know, and uh, between 2008 and 2011, I worked for five different mortgage companies. Three have went out of business then. Uh, only one is still remains in business. And I didn't get a lot of last checks. You know, back then, the, the unemployment wasn't <laughs> like it is now. Right. Um, I had to fight tooth and nail to get unemployment. And I remember 2011, the year that I was in the best shape, uh, not round like I am now, but the best shape I was ever in was 10 years ago <laughs> because uh, I was a landscaper. That was the only job I could find. And now we see this plethora of open positions and yeah. jobs. And I mean, help wanted on every single corner, right? Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm thankful to be alive. I'm thankful for another day. And I'm, I'm really yeah. thankful for all of you guys. And you've helped a lot of people build wealth. Yep. And you I've know. taught a lot of people the you meaning have. of the word autumnal. You have today. Well, I'm grateful God. for that. Yeah, I am as well. Gratitude. <laughs> thank you. And now. With your Central Oregon real estate update, the fabulously talented, almost demure, mm, Mrs. Shy. Heather Lowry. I prefer shy and demure. Shy As... and demure. <laughs> You've got an update for us. Pray I tell. certainly do. Deschutes, County, Oregon. Descahutes. Descahutes. So we're, once again, we're seeing a leveling out. Uh, median price is six eighty nine nine fifty in Deschutes County, with the index hovering around fifty two. This less than last month's action of fifty four. So what we're seeing is the action kind of slowing down, but the inventory is staying right about the same. So the word you used last show was stabilization. Yes. Are we still was... seeing more of that stabilization? Yes. 
Like, Fabulous. Like Matt was saying, it is going to be one of those situations when you go to list your home, don't expect those March prices. Be a little bit more reasonable. Listen to your professional real estate agent. They're going to be pulling these numbers, helping you to make the right decision. Uh, as far as buyers, you know what? It's starting to become a point in time when there's going to be uh, a little less competition than there was in March. Of course. I'm seeing more accepted offers hit my desk without multiple offers. Really? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And price per square foot is rolling around 346 million days on market, mm-hmm. or about 35, with the affordable homes, just like Matt was saying, um, showing that they are going to be going a little more in a timely manner with 21 average days on market. Interesting. Stabilization. Stabilization. Another thing that uh, heeds into our stabilization. Oh, there we go. Yes. Is going to be the price decreases of 38%. That can be highly explained by the people thinking, oh, my neighbor sold in March at $100,000 more than what you're recommending. Perfect. You know, that's great. How many bids did they have on it? And what was the market doing at the time? Mm-hmm. And how... How how many days do you want to see this go on the market? Because that is an important piece for most people that have their home on the market. If there is a home that is that should be gone in 21 days, but it's on the market for a long duration, you have other agents that could potentially be bringing in clients for you going, what's the matter with the home? Why isn't it gone? Yep. Right. Why Has it been in an offer? Did it come out? Yep. So it does raise an eyebrow for, for, for a lot of people that bring... Uh, buyers in so me. listen to your agent people i i'm in the midst of a of a listing that's now over 200 days sadly and it was because mm. we priced it a little bit above and and now it does i think have a little bit of that stigma of mm-hmm. hmm, what is wrong with it it's mm-hmm. been on the market for 200 days and it'll depend on the price point too because yes. i mean if you're looking at a currently if you're looking at a 3.99 million dollar home that's 56 days on the market but if you're looking at a 455 yep in deschutes county you're looking at 21 and all the way up yep that's still huge all the way up to 800,000 is 35 so i prefer the stabilization (laughs) yeah i do because rainbow outside you see that Beautiful. Oh, look at the rainbow. Let's all all stop the show and look at the rainbow. (laughs) All of you who are in your cars listening to this, look up. There's a rainbow. Stabilization. It's a stabilization rainbow. Yes. (laughs) A stabilization rainbow. That's what that is. It is. It's a thing of great, great beauty. It's light going through prisms, not unlike our market. (laughs) (laughs) Ta-da. Good times. (laughs) <laughs> I'm grateful for that. We are going to be seeing more coming up um, as far as a decrease in market traffic. And we will probably see as such of people trying to button up their stuff, a lot of the inventory leaving the market as well. Yeah. So that's all cyclical. Um, we're just seeing a nice stabilization. And with your Central Oregon Mortgage News, I am Randy Vance. Are we seeing a seasonal dip in rates, or is this just a correction for the overreaction in the market the past month? Yes, please. Average rates for a 30-year fixed are hanging in there at 3.18. 
and the 15 year is down to 2.57 and the 30 year jumbo steady eddie at 3.14 mm, jumbo, jumbo pie mm-hmm. jumbo pie housing prices were up year over year 18 percent for the month of september so shocker 18 percent higher than they were in september 2020 go figure uh, consumer confidence is high, and the Fed is now strongly considering a rate hike to Prime, which currently sits at 3.25%. Prime affects home equity rates, auto loans, student loans, and other consumer debt. However, it does not affect mortgages. That is You're a so common smart. misnomer and a myth that when the Fed raises the Prime or the Fed funds rate, that it directly correlates uh, into mortgage rates, and it does not. Home equity lines, second mm-hmm. mortgages, yes. Uh, private um, private type loans, installment mm-hmm. loans, student loans. Yes, it affects that. Does Mortgage it indicate rates, it down the road, though? Not necessarily. No. No. Okay. And, and they, they don't always dance together in tandem. Mm. Yeah. They're bad dads. They okay. are. They are bad dads. Uh, Reuters also says that house price growth has likely peaked, meaning we're looking for, wait for it, Stabilization. Wow, we harmonized fantastically. That, mm, oh, delicious. Butter, and that's your money-minded mortgage news. And now for my opinion. Dear LinkedIn recruiter, you are clearly gifted at copy and paste. I appreciate how personal you make your introductory messages by using my name. You've clearly done your research. Yes, my name is Randy. And yep, you got it. I'm a loan officer. What's this you say about having the best rates, best compensation, and great culture? Where do I sign? I especially love your follow-up text to tell me you are following up on a LinkedIn message you sent two weeks ago that I immediately flagged as spam. You know, recruiting used to have an art to it. Whatever happened to that personal touch when you used to go onto my Instagram and like all my pictures from 2019? Is this what you've been reduced to, or do folks actually fall for your charms, or better yet, am I talking to a bot? I'm talking to a bot, aren't I? Oh, absolutely. Nevertheless, I'm no cheap date. I'm a real man, and I like to be romanced. So the next time you think about copy and paste, think again. That's just my opinion, and it ought to be yours, too. Gosh, that's so salty. It's like an autumnal brine. Hmm. Next week is the first in a five-part series called So You Want to Be a Loan Officer. Uh, Kent Newman with Canopy Mortgage will be here to talk about a 40-year career printing money looks like. Oh, dear. Bald. Did you say So You Want to Be Alone? Did you say bald? Bald. Yes, 40 years in this business will mm-hmm. make you go bald. And as you will see, our, our guest next week will be quite bald. Excellent. Sans hair on top. Wear a hat, absolutely. Well, that about wraps it up. Thanks for tuning in to Money Minded. Thank you to our guest, Mr. Matthew Gilman. You were just okay today. He's more than okay. Questions or comments about the show, be sure to email us at info at moneyminded.us. Enjoy that autumnal weather we're experiencing. And be grateful for it. Absolutely. I have an attitude of gratitude. Thanks for tuning in, you guys. Great show. Until next time. Until then. Until then. So you want to be a loan officer? No, I don't. Next week. 
I do want to be a princess, though, so we can talk about that. Yeah, I think we should have a further conversation about that. About the princess? Yeah, so much so that I stuttered. For, for, for further. Princess Randy signing off. <laughs>